Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. Uh, in this episode, I am calling it the 50 Weeks in Two. Uh, stole that from... Uh, listener Ben, thanks for giving me the idea and a couple other things. We'll have him on here shortly. Got an interview with him tomorrow night. So uh, excited about that. And and he kind of emailed me here and there. And then we, uh, at the last episode, talked about fishing, something that he'd done a lot of, gave some great advice. And so I'm looking forward to, in the future, what my fishing charters look like. I don't do a ton of them, but I can see myself uh, doing as many as finances allow and time allow great summer thing to do. Uh, but it's, uh, my, something my wife likes to do also. So that's a win-win. However, uh, just North of me, like an hour, yeah, an hour is the center of the nation. So there, it is literally called the center of the nation. There is, uh, so we're a long ways from the ocean, but oh, well, I'll, I'll make it out to the ocean here and there when, when we can, because my wife and I like to do that for sure. So big thing he gave me advice wise that I'm going to take to make better fishing trip is once two things. One would be a, a couple of names. Two would be a um, get some prescribed Dramamine. I knew I was going to get patches, and I thought, oh, they're just not in the stores. Didn't know they're prescribed. So guess I just little ignorant on that subject. So, uh, we'll be getting Dramamine in the patch form next time. So, and the reason why I'm calling this one 50 weeks in two is because typically your hunting prep starts literally during or right after your hunt ends. And I'm always planning the next year's hunt the while I'm hunting, but a lot of things have happened, moving and getting new jobs and, and all that sort of thing. A lot of things have happened. So 
left a lot of unknowns as to what my season was looking like. And I'm sure a lot of you have that same scenario where you've moved, changed jobs, COVID has changed how you, what your day-to-day looks like, and you're working remotely or whatever. So we've got some different things going on in our lives, and it may have been a little tough to figure out what does this season look like. And when you don't have a, a set plan, I noticed for myself two reasons, a set plan as well as a, um, no, I'll go with that one first. I didn't have a set plan, so it was hard to get motivated because I didn't know what quite I was going to be doing. And then uh, the other one escaped me. I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter. There, there has been some disruptions, so getting the motivation to plan and prepare for those for that is, has been a little tough. Uh, oh, getting a dog that probably was was there as well. Not that I'm, we're not unmotivated to do those things. It's just you don't know what you're getting into, so it's hard to prepare for those things. And disruption in schedule last year, we were all staying home. A lot of us were home, um, or I was still working, but had a lot more time at home so I could really work out a lot. Um, I could do quite a bit. There was a steady supply of things. Um, and getting into the next topic thing that I was going to say here is gear ordering. You probably about out of time. I just had some arrows show up on my doorstep today. I ordered those a couple of months ago. They were back ordered. Uh, I've had some binoculars ordered for work. Those are have still not come in. So things are taking a long time, just like everything. Every Everything you order, there's always some little supporting part uh, in that that's just not available. So if you're needing to order something, good luck. Uh, I hope you or look for a, for a backup. Um, I had a string issue with my bow. Uh, we'll get to that. So, But anyway, that also is backordered. I had a, had a string issue, so I'm sitting waiting for a string to come. And I'm T-minus 20 days to my Colorado archery elk hunt. That's going to be a bit of an issue. It's something I don't really want to hunt with the way it is. I could, but it's just that little bit of fraying. It's got me nervous. So they, Black Hills Archery got me through a uh, archery shoot through Alpha, but it's not, I, I just am not ready to go into the woods with it. I'm not going to trust it. But with that, I'm going to have to spend some time shooting. So there's that deal. That's going to set me back a little bit. Things are not going to be the same. I'm going to, string's going to be tight. I'm going to have to put a lot of arrows through it, get that string stretched through. So get your gear ordered. Uh, I always see the dehydrated food and all those things just get out of stock. Already we're out of stock on a lot of things. So you you could be out of luck on some of that, but you can always make your own. Do make come up with some alternatives for some of this gear that you really think you need, or you're planning on updating. Maybe just do it next year when supplies back up. Hopefully. Also, if you really haven't figured out what tags you want yet, there's still a lot out there. There's quite a few over-the-counter tags available in many Western states, so you can can go figure out some kind of over-the-counter. Uh, leftovers are always a good opportunity. I've gotten great deer on leftovers. Um, the big one is reissue. I really like playing the reissue, reissue game. Uh, my little secret last year was I got this program that would text me when a new 
a new tag hit the reissue leftover list and I would go on there as soon as it was notifying me within 60 seconds, I'd go on there, purchase it. And that's how I got a really good tag. Now Colorado, the only reason I'm telling you that is because now Colorado has changed that to a preview list every Tuesday and then you can go on and buy it every Wednesday up until or into the season. So that that's going to be a little different. Not going to be able to play the system there a lot, very well, and uh, I guess it does even the playing field and gives us some time to where we're not spending a lot of time at work hitting the refresh button on the, the leftover list. Uh, so there's there's those opportunities, and I know Colorado does that, and there's a lot of other states that do the reissue. I mean, people are turning in tags. What are they doing with those tags? Are they giving them back out to the pe- public? Or are they hoarding them? I would imagine most states are giving them out in some fashion. Next on my list is lots of dog training going on with this little pup. She's sitting on my lap right now. Been definitely growing as even more member of the family. So if you're looking for a bird dog, these Llewellyn setters or something else. Uh, I know in the West, we're mainly focused on big game, but there's a lot of really great small game opportunities or uh, what we're going to be working on with her is some shed hunting. I'm, I don't have high, high hopes that she's going to be super great at it, but I do believe that, uh, she's going to be going on a lot of trips with me. And because we're in the West, there's snakes and I've got a giant fear of that. So this last, this weekend we went and did a snake training. So there was the, uh, dog, bird dog club local around here that, put on a little deal. So they had defanged rattlesnakes and I just kind of walked dog right up to it and they give it a big old shock and get her used to like, nope, that's not okay. Not okay. You checked it out. You're good. Waited 20, 30 minutes, walked over to another snake in a different area and to see how she would react. And that's all it is. Very simple. Um, hope that was a fundraiser for the club because 75 bucks, that was a lot. So I did. I was able to train her, and she passed. Did really, really well. Didn't really hit her too hard. I think we were pretty light on the shock collar because she's still under four months old. But I, I think she got it. It was a really good. I want to go check it out, and then a, the shock, and she's like, "Nope, nope." And then didn't take her long to hear that rattle on the next one. See, no, that's not something I want to mess with. So if that's something you guys got in your area or uh, if you got snakes in your area, it's something that's definitely worth it. I didn't realize how many dogs get hit with snakes. There is a lot. Hearing vet stories in our area, lots and lots of people's dogs are getting hit with snakes. And vets are losing dogs, which would be be a sad, sad deal. So if you don't want your, your dog to get bit and if you're hours from somewhere, uh, the first line of defense is train your dog. Second line of defense is the a shot. Uh, I will now be getting my dog a shot every April and it's a kind of an antivenom kind of deal. They're still not like good to go necessarily if they did get hit, especially in the face, but it can give them that little bit to get to the vet and to get a little bit more antivenom and then they may just survive. So I would highly, highly suggest uh, getting that snake shot, talk, talk to your vet and I'll be getting it next year. She's too young this year to have it. And this also takes some time to get settled in. So you can't just do it in September, plan it on for October, November bird hunts out, out 
west or somewhere on the plains. Uh, or if you're shed hunting into July, just realize that, uh, and I need to maybe talk to the vet a little bit too. I'll be spending some time in snake country in June, July doing some shed hunting. So I need to maybe look at more so June, but maybe look at doing that shot just a little earlier. Other things for training, lots of fetch, lots of heel work, obedience. We're going on quite a few days without many accidents in the house. So that's been uh, getting better and better and just lots of nipping and fearful of my new boots. So making sure that those get put in another room and just working through every video that I've watched. The, that's, that's my game plan. I'm not really uh, just making stuff up. What I would suggest for, for sure is is like what I did is I found someone I really enjoyed following and or, or this kennel that I got her from had some curriculum. So I've been using that as well as Dog Bone Hunter, which hopefully we can get them on here soon. I emailed them today. Now that I've got a little understanding, I've been training dog for almost three months or two months. Uh, no, wait, a month. Uh, I'm an expert, right? Yeah, I, I, I can I can talk dog training. Uh, but anyway, dog training is going well. Uh, so been a, been a fun deal there. Another thing with getting ready for the fall is at Midway USA, we know the AR 15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history known for its modularity and widespread use. It's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR 15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and five, five, six ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. One thing that's come about in, in being a little bit more active in, uh, well, w- being active with this podcast is open up and door, but definitely something for people without podcasts could also be doing is using social media to to its utmost and with that, trying to find other people that have like-minded interests, but also people that, with interests of they want to hunt a coos deer and you live in pheasant country. There's ways of trading hunts there. I'm uh, Not necessarily trading hunts, but I'm sure there'll be some favors here and there where Ryan from Hunt AZ invited me down. He invited me down a long time ago. I said, hey, I'll get down there. I'll get down there. Well, this year I finally said, yep, I'm doing it. So that, that, that was kind of a, a great opportunity I didn't think was coming. So I said, yes, I'm doing it. Here we go. And that all stemmed from, I've never even met Ryan. That all stemmed from just from, from messaging back and forth and uh, him getting to know me and me getting to know him just through uh, the podcast and, and, and then just chatting on Messenger and text. Most conversation actually has been through text and messenger. So there's uh, definitely opportunity for you guys to be reaching out. Or if you see someone's comment on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, that makes sense to you. You liked it. You're like, oh, that guy's looking for this. Well, heck, we got pheasants here and you got whitetails there. Just don't be a jerk about it and try and trade a bluegill fishing trip at your local pond for uh, an elk hunt <laughs> not something that's the same but there's there's some opportunity to to give and 
create a little bit of a community. And, and I think that that's what we're doing, connecting with Ryan's buddies down in Arizona. That's going to be a fun trip, getting to know him, getting to know a new country. And then he's talked about coming up to South Dakota. So as I learn some of this property, I'll be definitely uh, giving back to him at some point and, and trying to find some good spots and hunting right along uh, with him or just sending him to my spots. So definitely worth worth the effort. We can't all learn the whole whole country or multiple states. So uh, we can all try and try and have some good hunts without building up a lot of points. And it doesn't take a lot of points in some of those areas. It takes some knowledge. You're much better off with. I would take local knowledge over and zero preference, like an over the counter, uh, over a five point unit any day. I would rather hunt in a place where I had something versus that. And that's just my opinion, just because you can, you can know where they're at. That's the other reason why I haven't hunted Wyoming or Montana for elk. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the country and I know I would not be successful unless I got super lucky. So reach out there to, to some other folks and see if you can't trade something, set something up for, it doesn't have to be a full on trade, but just offer to someone else to, to come on up like what Ryan did. He did not say at one time, Hey, I'll trade you a hunt. No, he just invited me. And through that, I want to, we'll, we'll at some point kind of, uh, develop a relationship there to, to keep on going. So that, that's going to be a fun deal. Anything. Anyway, uh, we've got the next stuff on my list here, my season's goals. And, and I hope you guys are working on your season goals too, instead of just going out hunting. Uh, yeah, we, we do want to have a, a great time in the woods and it, it's wonderful to, to be out there, but I also, we also want to get better. Don't we? I, I, I strive and thrive for getting, bettering myself every day. And even if that's something stupid, I'm trying to get better and better. My small little antler buying business, um, not so small anymore. Got it. Got quite a bit going on with that. So I, I really, cause I'm working hard at it and I want to get better and better at it. My shooting, my hunting, all of that, trying to get better. So this season's goals, I, I told Jim Shockey like an idiot, I just want to be a better hunter. Uh, but now I've kind of narrowed that down that I think that would be better at glassing and better at getting within range. So those are my two, uh, goals I'm going to work, work on just because of the country I'm going to be hunting on. There's going to be a decent amount of glassing, uh, Arizona hunt. There'll be a decent amount of glassing or a lot. Uh, and the, uh, prairie hunting here, glassing and then getting within range. That's always a, a good, good thing to work on. So here's, uh, my meat of the, the podcast. So 50 and two, Thanks, Ben, for the motivation on that. Got 50 weeks. Sorry, I've got two weeks to put in what I would have done in 50. I've done some stuff over that, so I'm not going to say I did absolutely nothing. But say I hadn't, uh, here's my four things that I am working on. And I thought that this could be useful. If you still want to pull a hunt out of your butt there and go do something, you don't know what it is, I would suggest... These four things are what you're working on. A hunt plan, your shooting, your physical fitness, and your gear. So first off, my hunt plan. Started making some calls and shooting some texts about who's hunting. Because now it is just me going to, to Colorado. Unfortunately, my dad can't make it this year. So it's just me going 
and I had to take the opportunity to go. So I'm going to go by myself, but there's still some people out there that, that uh, I'm sure I will connect with. So I'm working on my hunt plan, talking to people, starting to look at some maps, drop some waypoints, and then I'll work on my A through Z list uh, for game plan, where I'm going opening day or the, the day I get there, and then just continue working through that that list. So I always have an idea of where I want to go and not just an ABC run out of that plan like, well, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I'm thinking I travel all that way. I'm going to be busy the entire time, either hiking, hunting, or driving in a new spot. I should be doing something around those those things the entire time. If I can keep covering ground, if I can keep going to those new spots and not just thinking about what my hunt plan is, then I'm just going to have more opportunities. My shooting uh, took a big break there after Alpha just because I was nervous about my bow. I thought my bow string would be in and it's just taking forever. So, whoops. Bow string's not even in yet. So, I uh, picked up my shooting again in these two weeks or 20 days I got, um, shooting and shooting, trying to get that everything dialed in shot today. Looks good. Looks really good, but I just want to keep practicing out to that 80 yards to, to make sure I can make that 40 yard shot. No problem. Physical fitness. The worst part There's 20 days. Um, you're not going to lose 50 pounds in 20 days or even 10 pounds necessarily. I don't need to lose weight, but say for the 20, 30-year-old, uh, I'd even say a fit 40, 50-year-old that is going on a hunt, you can kind of push through it. However, if you're unhealthy, there's st- you got to be careful. Just because your heart may not be the strongest, you can push through some things, but that could be detrimental to you because your, your heart is not conditioned. Your body will tell you when you're done, and that could be a bad deal. So I got to do something. I also don't want to be in Colorado and hiking up a hill and being, and the next day and then the following day is just being sore. So here's my 20 day plan. It's more like a two week plan because there will be day off, days off in there. Two solid weeks of working out. Uh, it's going to be pretty simple, pretty light. Um, that's going to consist of a week of running, two and a half, three miles at a time. Not too much of a big deal. With that, a little core work, few push ups. All I'm doing there is getting my legs sore, getting things tuned up, getting some uh, oxygen in my lungs, my lungs stretched out a little bit, feeling good. And then uh, the following week, I'm going to move to a pack and start doing some rucks right up my hill here, covering some, getting some elevation, keep working on that leg strength. So if I can work through some soreness in 20 days, I feel like I could push through and and I'm not going to be in great shape by any means. No way. I'm I'm not going to be in great shape, but two weeks is enough to do something to make sure I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm also going to work through some of those initial pains and that sort of deal. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, that's, that's the majority of it. Just going to keep in some, some core work, going to keep in, uh, the some push-ups, just keep my shoulders and everything going. Uh, I'm also not a lazy person, so I'm already kind of, I go up and down the stairs. I'm constantly moving. Um, I haven't gained it five pounds since college. So I, I, I'm not that concerned about it, but I do want to, I don't want to be hiking and come day three, I'm just dead and done. So that's important to me. 
but also I want my heart to make sure I can handle that and, um, be good to go. So that's what, that's what I would suggest for that. Make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself. And lastly, the gear. I know that's maybe the most fun, except for the spending the money part. Uh, but doing a lot of gear prep, uh, broadheads, if you shoot a certain broadhead, good luck. There's some limited supply and some things there. I did find some replacement blades for my deer broadheads, but I was, I had plenty of stock for my elk broadheads. So I'll need to be make sure those are all sharpened up, ready to go. Uh, I realized I need to make a cooler purchase. Uh, my boots are getting waterproofed right now. Uh, little things like that. My gear list is money. It is on point. I have never had a gear list as polished as this one down to my food on there. So I'm really excited about that. I found a new gear list from Exo Mountain Gear that kind of you can throw the weight in there and everything. And then when you check the boxes, it'll add up the things that you pack and tell you what your weight is. So I'm kind of excited about that. It's mostly done. I'll attach it to the, uh, the show notes here, but it's mostly done. Just got to add some weights to it and maybe a couple other little things. My bow, like I said, get a new string. Um, also just make sure you're tightening everything up, but also bring your Allen wrenches with you into the field. Arrow builds. My arrows finally came in today, so I'll be, I'm not doing an all new arrow build. Uh, I did get some arrows from Alpha and yeah, I'm going to build those, but I'm not going to hunt with them this year. I just got to shoot them, see how they fly. But those other arrows, exactly what I had already, get those arrows built, ready to roll, um, get my arrow box filled up and have enough for Colorado. The only thing I'm missing is my rifle uh, from the gunsmith. I'm a little nervous about that. It's getting threaded right now. Uh, more nervous that the suppressor hasn't come. So I'm on month seven. Uh, by September, early September, would be eight months. Lead time on that was supposed to be six to eight months. So could be in any day now. Who knows? Or it could be in in a couple of months. Never know how things are going. So I'm uh, going to have to figure out a plan for that. And uh, maybe... Maybe I just won't buy a bear tag or who knows. A gun's coming with me. It just might not be um, that gun or I'll, I'll shoot it just without the suppressor on it. So, well, anyway, uh, that's my that's my 50 or my 2 and 50 um, trying to prep in a short amount of time. Uh, and I knew I was pushing it, kind of not getting things ready. So, But I'm probably speaking to... Uh, the choir here. A lot of people don't get really ready until the the season. I'm always thinking about hunting and constantly doing some prep work, but not like I have in the past. So there's your little rundown of what you guys can do. Get your hunt plan, get some shooting, get a little bit of physical, get some gear ready, and you're you got it. You got enough to get out in the field and go have a good time. Alrighty, I'll be getting some more guests on here shortly, so it's not just me. Apologize if that's uh, what you prefer. Uh, but thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.